We said big bag busting out the Bentley Bentayga. Oh, oh, a baka baka pop. It's oh crack a bokey bokey bo a bop 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 bop. If it's then it's lean. If it's then it's if it's then it's rap rap pop. If it's up then it's up. If it's then it's high. Rrr, ding ding ding. Boom boom boom. Pause. Bitch, what is going on? What's really going on? Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast. I am your host, Solomon Ray, and that was the beautiful rendition by yours truly, courtesy of the choreographer Sean Banghead, who choreographed Cardi B's Up music video with that legendary choreography. So what is up? Welcome to a new episode of the Solomon Ray Podcast. But first things first, I want to give a shout out to Everybody who has rated and reviewed this podcast five stars. So shout out to the new reviews. Shout out to Jess M and Kimberly for the five star reviews. I really appreciate it. Feel free to rate and review the podcast five stars. If it's not five stars, girl, bitch, I don't want it. You're really a bum. You're a bum. You're a bum. You know what I'm saying? No, for real. If you're going to give me a four-star rating, bitch, don't just don't even do it. I don't really keep that negativity to yourself, bitch, and you deal with yourself at the pearly gates when you go meet God, and he's going to really question you and be like, bitch. So, back in 2021, you rated the Solomon Ray podcast four stars. What what, what was up with that? You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to deal with you and your creator on your own. Um, but yeah, choices. So yes, rate the the podcast if you want. We're currently at a five star standing, bitch. Duh. There are some little raggedy little chicken heads who done gave me a one star review, but that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, bitch, if I was you, I'd hate me too. Louis Vuitton shoes and a whole lot of booze. Every other week, it's different due to another cruise. I make offers nobody can refuse. You might have seen me on the channel nine news. I get pages for laying in the shade. Take pictures with a glass of lemonade. My rock shine like it was dipped in cascade. Oh, Saul been like that since he was in the fifth grade. Wake up to the morning to breakfast from a maid. You wanted me so bad you went and cop the bootleg all right enough of the shenanigans bitch um this is going to be a cute little show i'm back i'm sorry about last week's episode bitch i was <laughs> i had so many orders to do i was really knee deep in some shit i had a lot of work to kind of get ready for egypt and i was like girl let me just go on here do this little 30 minute podcast real quick and dip the fuck out but bitch we back and we about the murder cats Okay, not another Little Kim verse. Let me get back into it. So, um, what are we talking about this this episode? We're going to talk about... I'm going to briefly touch on Them, which is an Amazon Prime limited series or whatever. Um, I started watching... I've only watched the first two episodes. I was very hesitant on it, so we'll talk about that. Um, briefly about Bad Bunny. Um, I'm going to talk about... Um, the, I'm going to talk about how my travel agent in Egypt was really trying to goop me this past week. She was really trying to goop the girl. So we're going to talk about that too and some other little things. But before we get into it, rest in peace, Dante Wright and Rot in Hell, Kim Potter. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so I'm getting ready to go to Egypt. I'm so excited. Like, I don't even, like, I can't really put into words how excited I am. I've never really been excited about a trip before. And I know that sounds like goofy, but like I haven't. Like I'll be like, oh cute, I'm gonna go so and so in a, you know in a couple of days or what next week or next month, whatever. I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm like, I don't want to say like I'm like disenchanted or like what's the word I'm looking for? Not disenchanted. Well, disenchanted, but um, what's the word they love to say? The gays are the gays are very not disillusioned. Well, that's who, bitch. Um, fuck, I'm really having a brain fart. I know y'all tweet me. Y'all know what I'm what word I'm looking for. Anyways, um but I'm actually hella excited about Egypt, bitch, just because as a kid, I kid you not, I've always wanted to go. Like when I was even I remember I I was in like preschool and they're like, "Where do you want to go?" I said, "Bitch, I want to go to Egypt." Where and I thought like Aladdin was in lived was in Egypt and not Saudi Arabia. Like there were just I was just fully immersed. I was like drawing hieroglyphics as a kid, like just doing the motherfucking most. So so excited about that. Um, a lot of you girls were like, "Well, who's watching Billy?" So I went over the weekend and I ended up looking at this place called Cat Villa, whatever. And so she's going to stay with this guy who basically he has a place for cats. Like he has this big ass fucking mansion in on top of a hill. And a section of his house is dedicated to um like cats. So there's like an area where cats go. It's like a little hotel, but it's like open. And they have access to like an outdoor area, which is basically like a solarium. So it's all enclosed, fresh air, cute little sunshine botanicals and shit like that tons of shit for for her to climb and whatever they have tvs and just it's cute for the cat so i went there and to check it out and it's very clean it don't smell like cat shit you know what i'm saying like you know like you be walking in places they'd be like bitch it smell like dog or it smell like cat it smell like animal you know it don't it just smelled like air you know and that's and there was no fur balls anywhere there was no shit everywhere there was no mess it wasn't loud also, it was very, very chill, which I loved. And the owner, the guy, he's old. He reminds me of, like, uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, where he's not, like, if if the person in charge of this pet villa area was very hyper and they were like, oh, my God, I love cats. Oh, my God, she's so cute. I just cannot wait. If it was given all that, I'd be like, no, bitch. This energy is through the motherfucking roof. Like, I need peaceful tranquil you know all that shit and he was very cool very mellow he just reminded me of um mr rogers neighborhood but the there's tons of like really great five-star reviews on this place so i felt very comfortable dropping her off and stuff with him and yeah so she's gonna stay there while i'm in egypt girl she might come back and be like bitch i don't want to come back to your home no more you know what i'm saying She's like, there's an outdoor solarium. I like being out in the sun. You know, she might be the opposite of me. She might enjoy um, direct sunlight. Where is she? Come here. Hey, sis. You want to get on the mic? You want to get on the mic? Yeah, so she's going to be... Say something. Oh, so now you're going to be silent. 
Uh, so late. She be purring non fucking stop. Um, so yeah, that's where she's going to be while I'm in Egypt, and yeah, it's gonna be a cute little moment. Um, so let me see, what am I gonna talk about first? What am I gonna talk about first? Actually, let me just talk about Carolyn real quick. And okay. I hope Carolyn's not listening. Actually, I really don't care if Carolyn's listening or not. But, so, I hit this lady up a few days ago because I it don't, I was looking at the itinerary. I was like, I'm looking at, we're going through all these tombs and stuff in Egypt, but we're going to, like, King Tut's tomb and all, like, the men and shit. And I'm cool with it. But then I was like, wait, bitch, I'm trying to really, I want to see the queens, too. Like, I want to see, like the the women so i hit her up and i was like i really want to go to nefertari's tomb and it's one of the most sickening tombs you could ever go to in egypt it's also the most expensive so queen nefertari was ramesses the great's favorite wife like his 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 bad bitch his bottom bitch you know what i'm saying like his his fucking like so queen nefertari not to be confused with queen nefertiti who's akhenaten akhenaten Pharaoh Akhenaten's wife, or Akhenaten, Aka something, bitch, Aka whoever. That's Queen Nefertiti, Titty. You know, that's we ain't talking about her. We're talking about Queen Nefertari, like Atari. So she is the bad bitch queen of King Ramesses, and he built this sickening ass fucking tomb for her, just super duper sickening. And then he also built um a tomb i mean not a tomb uh what do you call it a temple as well ramesses let me turn this sh- oh look here's fucking what's his name from the cat villa texting me okay let me turn this off so ramesses the great was he ruled for damn near like 67 years or some shit like this he died at like in at the age of 80 or some shit like that like he's he was an old bitch you know but he ruled forever and always and which is kind of wild to think about in ancient times because motherfuckers could barely get to the age of eight. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't have vaccinations, girl. They didn't have like, you know, science really on their side to keep and preserve these bitches, you know? So for a, a pharaoh to be that old and to have ruled for like 67 years or whatever is crazy. Anyways, long story short, People love Ramesses because he built a lot of shit. Like, he was a builder. Like, he was, like, he had this idea of, like, bitch, I'm about to die soon. And Egyptians are always prepared for death and not really for life. So, he was just really big on building. Anyways, bitch, I'm not trying to give you a National Geographic podcast. But, girl, so her tomb is cunt, okay? It's, like, the most cunt tomb you could go to. It's beautiful and i guess it was discovered in 1904 and it's 3200 years old so it took 30 years for them to renovate and get the tomb cute or cunt or i don't know what they was doing for 30 years but i do know there was there was a lot of water damage salt formation and like bacterial growth and so they had to get it cleaned or i don't know bitch but i do know the getty conservation institute foot the bill and they did it themselves they were like bitch we'll do it for free so i think the egyptian government was like damn bitch work anyways long story short if you google nefertari's tomb you will see it's literally so kind it's so beautiful it's just vibrant colors it's just it's kind 
And it's about $90 to get in. It's like $90 for one person to get in. It's $15 to go to the Valley of the Queens. And for the $15, you get to pick three temples. I mean, three tombs to go into. But part of that pick three, bitch, is not Queen Nefertari's tomb. You got to pay $90 extra. And I think from what I'm reading is it kind of, it's because, bitch, am I recording? Oh, bitch, I was about to lose my, almost shit a break. So I guess the reason why they did it is because they're trying to limit the humidity or like something about people going in and out of tombs and like high capacities. It just fucks up the tomb or some shit. And girl, I don't know. Anyways, I want to see the fucking tomb, period. So I hit up. So I was looking at my itinerary. And I said, oh, my God, it was on there before and it got taken off. So I told her, I said, Carolyn, girl, like, I want to go see Queen Nefertari's tomb. You know, I knew it was 90 bucks or whatever. So I said, you know, if it, whatever it is, I'll just pay the extra. Girl, she hit me back talking about, all right, I added it to your um your itinerary. You just got to pay the balance. Bitch, when I w- logged into that balance to go pay the balance, guess how much that how much it was? Guess. Guess. Just think about it. How much do you think it was? Yeah. No. That shit was 427 US dollars. I hit her up. I said, bitch, what? I'm looking at 427 US dollars. I don't have cataracts on my eyes as of yet. You know what I'm saying? Last time I checked, I didn't pop a fucking LSD or a shroom tab or whatever. I'm not hallucinating. Last time I checked. So I'm just trying to figure out what I'm seeing $427. I'm confused, Carolyn. Can you please explain? She said, that's what it's going. That's what it costs. I was like, bitch, well, what come in it? Can I sleep in the motherfucking tomb, bitch? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, what, does breakfast come with it? Do I get a, a, a bottle of champagne? Is it, Are we going to be escorted to our table, bitch? Is this bottle service included, honey? Do we get a pick of a champagne and, 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 and fucking a bottle of vodka? Are, are the sparklers allowed? Carolyn, because I'm really fucking confused how it's $427 to walk up in this motherfucking tomb. She said, yeah, that's just what it is. I said, you know what, girl? Good luck. Take that off. I'll just deal with it when I get to Egypt and I'll just have somebody. I'll pay the fucking $90 to do it myself, bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so bogus. Like, I just felt so burnt crispy when she gave me that $427. Which sounds wild because I've already spent a shitload of money as is. But it's for me, it's the principle of the matter. Like, I don't like, I never, I don't care if it's a fucking red cent penny, bitch, or a peso. I don't like motherfuckers feeling they're going to pull one over me. I don't like that. It's something about me and life. I don't like that. You know, if you ask me for something, I'm going to give you my last and all. But, bitch, don't try to play me for my money. Like, that's something I really deadass don't like. Was she trying to play me? I don't know. Was it um more expensive? I don't know. I really don't know. But all I do know is it's $90 to get into that tomb. And I was looking at some other shit and some bitches were saying, bitch, it's only $60. i am just trying to figure out where the $427 came from. So, girl, great idea, Carolyn. Wrong girl. And also, Carolyn really fucking gagged because she hit, hit us with the wall. She said... I was like, oh, I want to stay in nothing but five-star hotels. She said, no, I got you. I'm going to get you all the five-star hotels. I said, girl, boom. 
So then I got to thinking, I was like, bitch, do I really want to do this or not? I could just email these hotels. And a lot of times the hotels will work with you. And um, like when I went to Columbia, I stayed at the Sofitel Hotel and they gave me like a free suite and a whole gang of other shit. At first, they were only going to give me 50% off. But I was like, bitch, 50% off is still better than the full price. But then they gave it to me for free, free massages, free food, a whole gang of other shit. So I said, girl, let me just, let me get the typey typing it on my damn keyboard and see what the fuck type of shenanigans I could pull and get for free, bitch. You know, I don't normally, I don't actually ever like doing that. But I was like, you know what? I'll just go ahead and email these people if they reply they reply if they give me something discounted free cool whatever bitch i'm not really pressed about it but if it's free or whatever i'll go with it bitch them hoes hit me up like 15 minutes later and most of the people hit me up the following day but they were like bitch we could do it what do you need so i got all those hotels for free whatever, whatever, whatever. And then so I told Carolyn, I said, girl, Carolyn, take the, the hotels off. She said, okay, well, who who's giving you free, you know, who's giving you the free stays in the hotels and stuff? I said, the, the exact same people who were on this itinerary. Those hotels were the exact same people. So she gagged. So it's just like, Carolyn, you're dealing with a different bitch. Like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or nothing, but it's just like, I don't like people trying to, She's, she wasn't trying to run me on the hotels, but I do feel like she was trying to run me on a $427 to walk up in this motherfucking room. You know what I'm saying? So it just makes me also think like, damn, bitch, if I really had the patience, I probably could have done this whole entire trip and pretty much organized it myself with everything and paid even less. But I was like, you know what? I'll, you know, it's, it is what it is. Whatever. Um, so yes, I'm so excited to go into this tomb, bitch. I better get into this tomb. Now I'm going to gag if I get all the way down to the Valley of the Kings and I ask my guy, bitch, can we go to the Valley of the Queens? And he said, no, bitch, they're going to, they're going to detain me. Um, also quick little thing before we move on to the next topic. I was, I didn't realize, but the Queen Nefertiti, titty. <laughs> Queen Nefertiti, wait. Nefertiti. Queen Nefert Nefertiti. <laughs> See, I can't stop. <laughs> I've been thinking about differentiate um Queen Nefertari and Queen Nefertiti with Titty for the longest. Anyways, her her statue, which is just the bust of her face and stuff with her um just all you know, the iconic statue is in Germany. So it was discovered in 1912 in Egypt, and they ended up taking it from Egypt and bringing it back to Germany. And I guess Egypt officials were like, um, all right, cool. But they didn't know, I guess, the magnitude of what it was, or I don't really understand that part. But I guess since 1912, the Egyptian government has been trying to get the fucking bust of Nefertiti, Titi. <laughs> back to, I don't know why I'm cackling. I'm so childish. They're trying to get it back to Egypt and Germany is refusing. So it's been in this museum in Berlin since World War II, which I started to think it's, I don't want to say it's better that it was in Berlin in world during World War II, but 
if it wasn't going to be in Egypt, I would have rather this iconic piece of art be in Berlin, in Germany during World War II, because you know Hitler was making, he was going throughout Europe destroying art. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if, but he didn't want to destroy this. Like, he really take, he took pride in having this, um, this bust in Germany. But it's just wild because it really kind of makes you wonder who, what, where does art belong? You know what I'm saying? Like, does it belong to whoever discovered it? Or does it belong to the country of origin? And I personally believe it belongs to the country of origin. But I don't, I also believe like you could put it, probably put it on loan or be like, oh, bitch, let's send it out to another museum or whatever and let, you know, throughout the world or let it go on tour. But I do believe if the country of origin is like, hey, girl, we want what's ours back, I do. I think it belongs to them. And it also made me start to really question, like, of all the art that was stolen out of Africa and placed in museums in, Ger- I mean, excuse me, in, in Europe, and the fact that, like, Europe is always seen as, like, the epicenter and pretty much the purveyors of art and culture, it's just kind of very, I don't want to say disingenuine, but it's kind of... It makes you think, like, is Europe and Europeans really the purveyors of art? Which I still agree. They are pretty some artsy motherfuckers. And I do like a lot of the shit that they have created throughout the last few centuries. But, bitch, it's just interesting because certain areas in Africa, certain countries, excuse me, in Africa, haven't had really the opportunities to really brand themselves as these um these pillars in art because a lot of the shit that was stolen from them was going into european museums um so i don't know it was just something that i thought about over the weekend anyways going on a tangent moving right along a smooth operator a smooth operator a smooth operator a smooth operator Okay, so this is another topic. So Bad Bunny is, you know, he's been wearing his nail polish and prosthetic titties and crop tops and just really giving off, you know, femme girl kind. You know what I'm saying? Nothing wrong with it. Love it. I think he's, uh, I love Bad Bunny. We all love Bad Bunny. Duh. So my beef's not with Bad Bunny. My beef is really with um, media, you know? And it, 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 and what I'm about to say, just to preface everything, is it is personal with me. And I am coming from a place of hurt feelings. And I am coming from a place of, bitch, why me and not him? No, I, I'll be honest. I'm going to put it on the table. That's really what the fuck it's giving. So I'm just letting y'all know. So y'all not, y'all not listening to this rant talking about, oh, bitch, you're in your feelings. Yeah, bitch, I'm in my feelings. Duh. So Bad Bunny has been doing his little thing for the longest. And, you know, in... Um, they don't really like to call it Musica Urano anymore, but, you know, urban music and reggaeton, that's kind of, it's such a, a, it's such a machismo, homophobic type genre that to see a guy like that do what he's doing and pushing gender norms and really kind of bending what's acceptable 
is it is great and we love to see it. But my beef is this, bitch. And I'm only saying, and I'm not going to name no names, but there's certain like people I've seen write a few articles talking about what was one recently that I saw. It was why uh, Bad Bunny is so important to reggaeton and the urban genre in Latin music and why he why we need more artists like him and what he's doing is really beneficial and they were like why are people not talking about um no why do people have a problem with it and just all these fucking weird headlines that have come out in the last year and a half and the whole time i'm thinking like you bitches could have talked about it you bitches could have helped with it you know and they're talking about like oh it's um the genre is so homophobic and how, how are we going to change it as a society? How are we going to? And I'm like, you want to know how you change it? You start writing about artists like me. You start writing about artists that, you know, we've been here. We've been doing this shit for the longest. Queer artists, this is not like some new, like fucking, you know, they didn't just fucking add water to us a few months ago when we started sprouting out of fucking thin air, bitch. We've been here for the longest. The fact is you motherfuckers ignore our pitches. You ignore our music. You know what I'm saying? Like talking about why are we not, what can we do to um, help, you know, change gender norms and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, bitch, how you do it is put a bitch like me on. Are you dumb? You know what I'm saying? And I'm only saying this because of firsthand experience. There's countless times I will, and I'm not naming any names because I know one of these bitches for one of the editors at a very prominent, girl, I'll just say, I really don't give a fuck. The the lady who's in charge of Billboard, she can kiss my ass. I really don't give a fuck. Fuck that bitch. Um, She's hella homophobic. Hella homophobic. And I got the receipts. She can kiss my ass for real. I don't really give a fuck. I'm making my money elsewhere, bitch. Um, so she's hella homophobic, but there's a few other editors in the music industry when it comes to like Latin stuff who I've pitched my shit to countless time over and over and over and over again. And they ignore and ignore and ignore and ignore and ignore. And it's like, what a beautiful, you know, I did a track with man candy and he's a reggaetonero from Mexico city. What a great what a great story would that be to be like, oh, here's two queer artists, two gay artists who are making reggaeton, who are pushing the boundaries, who are actually changing the narrative of this um, genre. And this is their perspective. Let's write about that. That's a good story. But did anybody pick that up? No. Nobody picked that up. You know, people enjoyed the music video and stuff like that, but nobody picked that up. That's a story. And, you know, there's all these great tidbits that I would pitch over the last few years and just full fleshed out stories like this could be a story. This could be an angle, you know, because I get it. I understand journalists need a and I use the term journalist very loosely now in 2021, but journalists need a certain angle to be able to write. And I get it. So I was like, well, bitch, this is a great angle. This is a great story. The girls were like, you know what? No. And I was like, you know what? Cool. I'm not, I wasn't really too butthurt at that time about it because I'm like, you know, 
I've been dealing with homophobia since day one in this music industry. When I was on Shade 45 in, with Eminem back in 2008, you know what I'm saying? These are This is nothing new to me. I understand it. Just say you homophobic and go. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to come up with no fucking excuses and da 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 and, and sugarcoat it and stuff like that. Just be like, nah, bitch, we're homophobic. Your faggot ass ain't allowed in here. And cool. I'd be like, you know what, bitch? I could deal with that. I'm still going to push forward, but I could deal with it. But bitch, don't come a, a, a year later or a few months later and talk about what what can we do as a society? What can we do as an industry to bitch? Answer the fucking emails. Write my story. That's what you could have did, but you bitches didn't. And so that's the reason why I'm pressed like a motherfucking panini, bitch. That's the reason why I'm not taking my foot off people's necks. So I, I ain't got no beef with Bad Bunny. I ain't got no beef with... I love what he does. The only thing that really bothers me is when he does it and when when they do their, their shit, it's praise and it's really cool. When we have plenty, a whole fucking huge ass group community of queer artists in Latin music who are already working on... Um, who are Who've been releasing shit, who are fucking prolific in their releases, their releases... And yet, and still, you just ignore him. Where you, where you think, where you think Bad Bunny got that that prosthetic titty from? But not a straight man. Hell no, no, he he didn't get it from uh 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 Maluma and Anuel, bitch. He got that from a gay man or, or a drag queen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's just it's it's just weird when other people get praised for their shit and we don't get praise for the shit that we're literally paving the way for creating ourselves bitch that's really appropriation honey that bitch let me just write that to the side because i'm about to go on another motherfucking tangent later on in the week uh appropriation hello because when he does it it's cute when we do it it's not it's dusted boots and the thing about it was you could never come at me and be like oh bitch the music wasn't good the music was always hitting, honey. And I'm, I will toot my horn to the motherfucking wheels fall off, bitch. M- my music was always hitting. My music always does hit. The fuck is you mean? You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like, oh, you couldn't even talk. You could have even talked about the producers that I I work with are the same producers that actually, that actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Bad Bunny's, the Grammy nominated, is the same producer that I use. You know what I'm saying? It's the same producers. It's the same songwriters. So it's like, you can't be like, oh, nah, your shit's not even up to par. Bitch, it's actually up to par. And you want to know why I know that? It's because a lot of the same loops and a lot of the same drums that are used in those people's production is actually in my own production too because why we use the same producer. Hmm. So so riddle me that. So am I in my feelings? Yes, bitch. Am I in my bag? Yes, bitch. And so that really touches on a few weeks ago when I was talking about, bitch, I'm, music is really getting on my motherfucking nerves. Do I love music? Yes, I love it. It's something I need to do constantly. It's, it is my passion. Do I like the politics and the business side of it? No, because I'm not a, a bitch who's built for that shit. I'm not built for like the dumb shit because I'm the type of bitch where I'll see you out in public and punch you dead in your fucking snout. That's how I am. And I know I can't do shit like that. So I'm just like, you know what, girl, let me just go ahead and be an Avon lady and sell things on the internet and just do this fucking podcast and be a cat dad and 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 drift off into the sunset. Honestly. 
bitch. The way, bitch, when I tell you I was up on the internet watching people I pitch my music to talk about what can we do? What can we do? Bitch, the way I almost jumped into them replies, I said, don't do it, Solomon. You are much better than that. But I will say Layla Cabo or whatever, Leela, Layla Cobb, Layla, whatever that bitch name is from Billboard, she's homophobic. Let's move on to the next topic. Now, anybody else want smoke? Come get it, bitch. Because I'm really a bitch who's about to smoke. It's a different... It's Let me tell you something, bitch. I've always been a girl who's always about to smoke, but I kind of was like, you know what, bitch? I don't want to ever lose my bag. I'm not trying to, you know, fumble my bag. But now that I got various bags secured outside of entertainment, I got bags secured outside of music, bitch, please, you can get this mouth because this mouth is... This is a real motor mouth, bitch. Hello. Now, moving right along to this fucking Amazon Prime show called Them. Now, let me find a little synopsis for Them. What is the, Them is an American horror drama streaming television anthology series created by Little Marvin. Not Little Marvin. <laughs> the series stars... Well, girl, just give me the fucking tea, bitch. Hold on. Let me find... The first season sets in 1950s centers around a black family who moves from North Carolina to Compton. Um, bitch, where's the rest of it? Let me re- read this. God damn it. The first season set in 1950s centers around a black family who moved from North Carolina to an all white Los Angeles neighborhood. East Compton. Their idyllic home becomes ground zero where malevolent forces next door and otherworldly threaten to taunt ravage and destroy them i love the word ravage subtitles available blah blah okay whatever so i remember i was watching something and the the ad for this on amazon prime popped up and i said bitches look scary boots excuse me and i remember i was watching this and i said this remind me of get out this remind me of all those mute like um I'm just to the point to where I'm not interested in this anymore. And I remember, when was it? Two years ago? I think it was about two years ago. Yep. And two, no, three years ago now. I got on and the, some of the girls were cool with it. And some of the girls were like, how do you give? It's always the non-black people. It's always the non-black people. Bitch, and it's really the person... Do you remember when I said there's two Latino men who were trying to tell me what what I can and cannot do as a black man and that I needed to go out and protest more and whatever? Remember when I said there's two people? One of them was them. Was like, they didn't... They thought what I was saying was incorrect and wrong. But it was the Harriet Tubman movie. And I said, bitch, I don't want to see Harriet Tubman. I don't, I'm not going to the movies to go watch Harriet Tubman. I don't really care. I don't. I don't want to see an, any more slave movies in in anymore i'm over the slave movies i'm over the jim crow movies i'm over the segregation movies i'm over the apartheid movies i'm over all that i don't want to see that shit anymore it does it doesn't entertain me it doesn't make me feel good i go see those movies and i be feeling froggy afterwards i remember being in third grade and i I always tell this story one day i'll tell the story in its you know completion the complete story I was in third grade. I went to the su- went and spent the summer with my auntie, my auntie who taught me really how to cook. Um, and her son ended up showing me all sorts of movies like uh, 
Ruby Bridges story and the the what's the um roots and a whole bunch of other shit. Bitch, when I tell you I went back, I, it wasn't in third grade. I was going into third grade. I went into third grade day one ready to fight, bitch. <laughs> He had me so fuck. He put the battery in my back. I was so angry. I was like, nah, fuck these white people. Like, <laughs> it didn't make me feel good. I was like, this is some bullshit. And shout out to Beth. It's a, um, a childhood friend of mine. We grew up together. We went to school together forever. And her mom came in that day. And I cursed her mom out and called her mom a racist and some other shit. And to this day, we laugh about it. And she's like, remember when you called my mom a racist? I said, I showed in. Mm-hmm. Showed in. <laughs> so anyways, the thing is this. I'm over the slave movies. I don't need to see black people get beat. I don't need to see slave movies no more. I don't need to see welts on people's backs. I don't need black people getting murdered on television. I'm just really fucking over it. I don't, it does nothing for me. It just makes me feel bad. It makes me sad. It make, gives me anxiety. It doesn't make me feel good through, for the rest of the day, sometimes till the next day. I just don't feel good watching these things. And um, I think a lot of these things are made under the guise of, well, it's as long as we talk about it, it won't go. I mean, as long as we talk about it, that's how we solve things. And, you know, you know, maybe white people will watch this and, you know, they'll they'll be more educated and more sympathetic. It doesn't work like that. White people don't care. I don't know who else needs to hear this. White people don't care. They watch those movies and go back to their white ass lives and enjoy life. They're not really sitting back contemplating going through fucking traumatic events or like going having anxiety. We're the bitches who go back home and have to have tough conversations with our family members. We're the ones who go to bed at night with fucking anxiety who, you know, we're the ones who deal with the trauma. They don't. They just go back home and and enjoy and be like, "Wow, that was such a great movie. I hope it wins an Oscar." Like it doesn't it's so people be really thinking like oh it's it's going to help us it doesn't it literally serves no fucking purpose in my honest opinion it serves no fucking purpose to have movies and television shows like this it doesn't black trauma is not entertainment at all it's not entertaining it doesn't make me feel good and i was saying years ago when i went on my little harry tubman rant i said i want more movies of us as superheroes you know what I'm saying? I want I want inspirational stories. You know, I want more um, hidden figure stories. You know, sometimes I just want normal ass stories. I just don't really, I mean, just normal shit. I don't always want all of our historical shit to just be us in fucking getting beat and killed and lynched and shit. Like, that's not fun. Like, I don't want to see that. And quite frankly, I don't even want to see Rosa Parks stories. I mean, you know, I don't. All that I just don't want to see. There was that something midnight in Miami or some shit on Amazon or I don't some Miami shit with I don't know it's some shit y'all know what I'm talking about, bitch. The girls are like oh it's so good. I don't even want to watch that. I don't. I don't. I just want to see us as superheroes. I want to see Wandavision type shit. I want to see just fun light stuff, bitch. I already know what happened. I already know how the story ends. I already know. It's not educational to me. Anyways, long story short, I didn't realize a lot of the girls have the same sentiments for this um, them thing on Amazon. So apparently the girls is really letting it have it in the ratings for this. But I did watch, I started watching episode one. Um, 
it it did it did not make me feel great but it didn't make me like i wasn't super super upset as of yet i heard there's some really crazy scenes in here that are triggery or whatever but um i'm on episode two and i think i'm going to watch it because now i'm invested you know what i'm saying now I want to make sure this black family wrecks these white people t- and blows them to fucking smithereens. I want some sort of redemption at the end of this. You know, now that I've already started, I'm on episode two. I'm like, nah, bitch. I need I need her to choke the shit out of this little goofy ball bitch with the fucking jacked up bob. I need her to wreck her shit. I need her to wreck her shit. <laughs> I do. And I need the guy. I'm not trying to give too much, but I need the, the husband to wreck his shit too. I need him to wreck everybody's shit. I just need, and I need the little girls too, to fucking raise fucking, I need, that's what I need. And if that, listen, bitch, and I'm saying it on this podcast, so it's going to be true. If that doesn't fucking happen, I'm canceling my Prime membership. I swear to God, I will. I Just kidding. I keep you thinking, hold on, that two-day shipping. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But, um, Damn. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll just say say this. I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> so yeah, I I started watching that thing. Not sure how it's going to end, but I just hope it's you know some sort of good ending. Now moving right along. Now before I get into listener letters, I just want I just. One quick little rant before we get into the final segment or the second to last segment of this podcast. I need the girls to stop feeling comfortable enough to argue with science. I do. I've said this multiple times over and over and again. I just I want you guys to stop arguing with scientists. It's just it it's not a good look. It's not a good look. I was watching, Serena was here, we were working on orders, and we you, we put shit in the background in the office on the television to kind of, like, background noise, like, television stuff. So we're the 60 days in, 90 days in, that, that jail shit, and we both stopped when the guy was like, I dropped out at of school at the age of 16, I read at a third grade reading level, and I said, that explains a lot. Yeah, that explains a lot. Like... You bitches is reading at third grade reading levels. And I'm not trying to shade you guys too, too much. But, like, you bitches is really reading at, like, second grade reading levels. You bitches can't even differentiate there, there, and there, and your, your, and your. Like, you bitches is dumb. You know? And it's like, don't argue with science, bitch. What you need to argue with is your governors and your superintendents of education. Because I'm trying to figure out how free education has failed you. That's what we need to talk about. We need to talk about that. The fact that you bitches don't even have not only media literacy, you bitches don't even have medical literacy. You guys have no way of taking information and filtering it through to figure out what's real and what's not. You bitches to be like, nah, this shit's not safe. It's not. Who said that? Who's who? Carolyn. Carolyn. Not me really blasting Carolyn. (laughs) Like, who said that? Who said it's not safe? Show me the receipts. This bitch done popped up in my comments because I posted a video um, that went viral on TikTok about uh, me getting vaccinated or whatever. 
And side note, the girls felt really some type of way about me calling people bums. First off, humor is, it should be humor. Like, it's just a fucking joke, girl. If you don't get vaccinated, it doesn't mean you're a bum. I was just, it's just a key key. You know, the girls was really pissed. So the thing is this. The girls were really mad. The anti-vaxxers were, you know, they rounded up the troops and they was really, you know, getting fucking carpal tunnel typing. You know, those thumbs were about to really fucking be dislocated and grind it down, honey. But one lady was like, oh, she said some shit like, oh, it didn't even pass trials with animals and blah, blah, blah. So I said, bitch, of course it did. So I went and I looked just to verify. Sure enough, she was wrong. And I sent her the link. And she was like, no, this is not true. I said, ma'am, you're, you're, arg- you're arguing with medical journal- journal- journals? Is that what we're doing? Where did you get your information? She said, watch this YouTube video. I said, you know what? And that is where I'm going to go. I'm going to log off. Okay? And I'm going to just drink me a glass of water and relax. I'm not doing that. I'm going to stay hydrated and effervescent. You bitches do what you need to do. But it's just like the girls feel so comfortable arguing with science. And it just, I, I'm i a pretty self-assured type of girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to believe 93% of the time I'm correct. And the only reason why I say 93 is because it should be 100% of the time. Only because... I, if if I don't know something, I'm going to research it down to the ground. And I'm not taking my sources from YouTube videos and memes and fucking The Onion or bitch aggregated websites and stuff like that. I need to make sure it's a vetted source before I even say, because bitch, here's the thing. My mom always told me, if you're going to be loud, be loud and be right. Don't be loud and be wrong. You know, so that's the reason why I like, I don't mind being loud. So I was just like, the girls be feeling so comfortable arguing with science. That is such a bummy, like, that is so embarrassing. That is very, that is very, like, illiterate. You know, like, imagine, imagine somebody devoting their whole life. (laughs) I'm not even going to do this. This is too shady. But imagine, like, somebody really devoting their whole lives. And being a whole entire scientist, like, actually studying this particular field and being an expert in that field not based off of like shit that that's pulled out of someone's ass like based off of actual evidence and you being you with your itt tech no shade on itt tech nothing wrong with it my dad graduated from itt tech but you with your technical engineering plug and play type shit be like you know what bitch as a matter of fact this person's wrong Imagine having the fucking cojones, like the fucking balls to be like, no, that bitch is wrong. Susie, ma'am. Anyway, so I'm done with that. Just please stop arguing with science. Now on to listener letters. If you have a question, not concern, because bitch, this is not to air out your grievances, but, um, if you have a, a question or that you want some advice on or like a little shout out, feel free to send it at ask at the Solomon Ray podcast.com. And I might include it in the podcast this week. We do have a, an update from crystal who, if we remember, if I remember she had, um, she was afraid to tell her friends that she was, I think at the time she said she was pansexual. 
Um, and so she was afraid to tell her friends. So we have an update from her. She says, hey, Solomon, it's Crystal. So I forgot to say that I'm not only pansexual, but also demisexual. Demisexuals exist in between asexuals and sexual people. I can only be sexually involved with someone if I have an emotional connection with them first. So I took your advice and told my friend that I'm demisexual. When I told them, I didn't feel rejected. We talk about it, it for a few minutes. Mostly them just asking me questions about being demisexual. I haven't told them that I'm also pansexual. I still believe that they only that the only people who need to know your sexuality are romantic partners. But at least I'm open up. I opened up the conversation and told them who I am. When I do tell them I'm pansexual, it's a take me or leave it situation. I'm glad I had someone to talk to beforehand. Thank you, Solomon. It's nice to be heard. Yes, shout out to Crystal. Um, nice little update. I'm glad. So you guys, please send in your updates too. If, um, But don't send in any updates if I gave you bad advice. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you to be like, oh, this bitch beat my ass. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, shout out to Crystal. The funny thing is there's times when I don't want to say I'm asexual because I flop in between, but there's, I could definitely, there's, there'd be like seven months out of the year. I'd be like fully asexual. Like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't text me. Don't look at me. Like, I'm very much that girl. But one thing I'm very much more so is I'm very demisexual in, in the sense where like, I am, once an emotional connection is established, bitch, it's on like Donkey Kong, bitch. It's on like Donkey Kong. It really is on like Donkey Kong. So I totally get a crystal. I know, I think a few episodes ago, someone wrote in and was like, bitch, my man shaved his beard and I don't think he's fine. And I'm just like, like, you know, like that's where I feel being demisexual really comes into place where a bitch could really fucking look heinous, but you have such a strong emotional connection with them where you still find them attractive, you know? So shout out to Crystal. And so we do have um, a, uh, a shout out question. Well, I guess it's more like of a, like a, a message. I'll put it like this, a message. Okay. It is from Madison. Madison says, hey, Solomon. First off, I want to say I listened to every single one of your episodes going back to Utah from Southern California. Well, Lucerne. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm just rereading that. Yeah, she said, first off, I want to say I listened to listened to every single one of your episodes going back to Utah from Southern California. And I loved every single one of them. I am a white woman, and sometimes I feel like you hate whites. But I still can't get enough of your channel. I also follow you on Snapchat, and I literally am obsessed with your vibe. I wish I had your confidence. Keep inspiring us, Madison. Thank you, Madison. Girl, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how far is that California, Utah? Um... Well, thank you so much for writing in. And the, I'm, I do want to answer this or, you know, respond because um, the thing is, I don't hate white people. I really don't. Like, I wholeheartedly don't hate white people. It's not like I'm walking around like, bitch, fuck these white people. No, no, no. The thing is, I think there's a difference is I hate white supremacy and I hate people who withhold white supremacy, um, whether that be people structures, whatever, anything that withholds white supremacy is a no in my book. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't mean I hate white people. It doesn't mean I hate you or nothing like that. Um, But 
that's really where I'm coming from when I say the things that I say. And I think I speak for a lot of people who are non-white people is we don't hate white people. It's just I think ultimately we just really are sick and tired of white supremacy and being a person of color sometimes is very taxing and very exhausted. Excuse me, exhausting. Exhausted. It's not exhaustive. No, exhausting. Very exhausting. Yeah. Um, being a person of color at times. And so um, I think for the longest, it's been, we haven't really had the opportunity to, I don't want to say air our grievances, but really speak up. And still, even now, we barely have the opportunity to speak up. Also in fear, and I'm not throwing you under the bus, but like in fear of people like, oh, you must hate white people. And it's like, that's not the case. Really wholeheartedly not the case. It's just we hate the system. And ultimately, white people built that system. And to this day, white people withhold that system. Um, Yes, there are white people who are helping dismantle it and working feverishly and, you know, to kind of do their part. And that's all that that you can do. You know what I'm saying? That's all that you can do. And I do appreciate white people who who acknowledge that. But there are definitely some white people who don't give a fuck and who are afraid of that system dismantling and for them not to be at the top of the food chain anymore. And so that is the problem that I have. I'm more the problem I have is with a system and a a whole structure and not about specific one off people. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't meet if I met you out and about in public and you was cool with me, I'd be cool with you. You know what I'm saying? But if I went into your house and you had a Confederate flag and you was over here on the internet talking about Blue Lives Matter and stuff, I would, bitch, we wouldn't be friends. You know, that's just that's just how it is. I'm going to always treat everything as face value. I'm going to treat you like the best per- possible person you can be. And I'm just going to go off of other people's energy. Um, but again, to reiterate, I don't hate white people at all. Um, I have white people in my family bitch there's actual family members of mine and i'm not talking about the adopted side actual family members of my biological side that are white and i ain't got no issues with them you know um at all i love them cuz they're my family but at the same time white supremacy and that whole entire system i don't fuck with and i i i do i i see how people can say like oh bitch it, people, white people can hear certain things that I say or people of color say and be like, damn, bitch, they hate me. No, we don't hate you. We just hate this system, if that makes sense. So again, Madison, thank you so much for being a listener. I really appreciate it. Girl, I'm, I was glad I was able to occupy you and be with you in the, in the car with you. Yes, we took a little road trip together. Um, so shout out to you and thank you for listening. Now on to final thoughts. So Final thoughts for this week is very simple, very quick. It's just, you know, live your life now. Um, and I was, wasn't was going to go to Egypt this year or that soon. You know, and like it, two weeks ago, I was like, girl, let me go. Do you want to go to Egypt? Serena was like, yeah, bitch, let's go. I said, girl, let's go. So, and the reason why I also wanted to go is because the weather is better. This is kind of like the best time to go. And it's also getting ready to get hot. So, it's, I was like, girl, we either got to go now or do it next year. And I was like, no, I don't want to wait till next year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to wait. Like, God for, like, you know, knock on wood if anything happens. But 
I may not be here next year. Tomorrow's not promised. And I don't want to be like this preachy person. Like, tomorrow's not promised. You might die tomorrow. Bitch, we've been new. Hello. Like, this is not like, uh, this is not like some fucking new discovery of death. <laughs> we already know, bitch, death is around the corner, bitch. Um, But, you know, I think it's really important for us to do the things that we want to do. I always say that. Put yourself first. But if this weekend, please think of, if there's something you've always wanted to do, do it now. You know what I'm saying? If you wanted to write a book, do it now. If you wanted to start a blog or a, a, a podcast or design your clothes or whatever it is that you keep putting off, if it's something you want to do, do it now. You know, there's no better time than fucking now. So just do it now. Enjoy it. Bitch, you want to eat that food? Bitch, do it. Eat the food. I know I'm like a bad, like, <laughs> influence because I be really trying to tell the girls, like, eat whatever you want. And the girls be like, bitch, I have diabetes. <laughs> and I'm like, just kidding. Don't do it. You know, I'm not trying to. Don't sue me, bitch. But, you know, enjoy your life. And, you know, I I, I am also a very firm believer in telling people thank you, telling people you love them. Um. I know sometimes I do that way too much with my friends and family and they don't complain, but I do be like, damn bitch, Solomon, relax. But I'm always saying, you know, appreciate people for what they're doing now. You know what I'm saying? And live your life now, do what you need to do now. Um, Cause you never know. And I think it dawned on me when I was thinking about Egypt, that bitch, a good portion of my life is done. You know, I'm not saying bitch I'm old, but you know, 35, I'm 34 years old. Let's say I live to 70. That's, I'm already halfway through my life, bitch. Let's say I live to 80. You know, I'm damn near almost halfway through with my life. You know what I'm saying? And I have not gone to the one place in the world I've always wanted to go since I was a little boy. Why would I wait another year? You know what I'm saying? God has blessed me with the resources and the ability to do what I want to do now. Why would I why would I look at I can do this right now? Why why would I literally look at the ability of me being able to do this right now and be like, nah, bitch, let's do it next week, next year? Am I stupid? Bitch, take your ass onto Egypt and get your life. You know what I'm saying? Because it dawned on me like my parents, um, you know, my parents have more years behind them than they have ahead of them. My mom said that to me once and it blew my fucking mind. She said, So I got more years behind me than I have in, ahead of me and I was like oh my god lady we gotta figure this out and I don't want to say too much publicly but recently my mom did something and I'm so proud of her like she's been working on something for the last few months and it finally she was been working towards something that she did last week and she's been preparing for it over and over and over and over again um since I think November of last year and she's been doing it quietly Ain't been telling nobody about it. And I'm so, like, it's so, I'm just really proud of her. <sighs> you know, to see this lady who's 65 years old. And now I'm not saying my mom's not like no hoarder or nothing like that. <laughs> my mom's not like no hoarder or like she's been doing, like, it's nothing not to, shade people with mental illness or whatever but like it's not that it's um when my mom's comfortable sharing it with other people then i'll 
share it with you guys too. But it's it's something I'm really, really proud of my mom. And she told me, she was like, Saul, you know, since this time, this is what happened. I was like, oh my God, like I didn't even realize that. And just to see her strength and her determination and for her to be like, I'm 65 years old, but this is what I'm going to do. This is my life and I'm living it and I'm trying to live the best life I possibly can and be happy. And it's like, it's so inspiring to see that. Um, So I'm really proud of her, really happy for her. And so it just, yeah, it just, it lets me know, like, you know, live your life now. You don't know how many years you got ahead of you. We know how many years we got behind us, but we don't know how much, how many years we got ahead of us. So, you know, if you want to take that trip, if you want, even if you wanted to, if someone's like, bitch, you want to go to the beach today? Bitch, go to the beach. You know, like, enjoy those moments. You, We just don't know what's, how many years we have ahead of us, how many years we have left. So that's all I got to say. Think about that this weekend if you guys want. Aside from that, again, sending your questions to ask at the Solomon Ray podcast. You can follow me on all social medias at Solomon Ray Music. Also... Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, um, yeah. So people who send and write reviews, sometimes I'll go live and give out free HelloFresh and Factor 75 meals strictly to the people who've written reviews. So please write those reviews. And aside from that, um, you won't hear from me next week, but I am doing, okay. So next Saturday, when is that? I'm looking at my calendar. The Okay, so Saturday the 24th, so April 24th, around 2 or 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, me and Serena are going to go live and, and, and do another Ladies Night Live on Instagram. Um, while we're in Egypt, we're going to be doing some giveaways, some mask giveaways, some um, gift card giveaways and stuff like that for my websites. So be sure that you're following me on Instagram at Solomon Ray Music so you could... Join us. It's going to be fun. I'm so excited. So it's it's a nine-hour difference. So that's the reason why it's at 2 or 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time um, on Saturday, the 24th. So I will see you guys then. And until next episode, won't be, won't be until I get back from Egypt. So I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs>